Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio. Now, did anyone watch Kevin Backhurst on the news on RTE 61 News tonight? Not that I make a habit of six one, watching 61 News lately, uh, but I did watch it to watch this particular interview because I was interested in what Kevin Backhurst had to say because we knew we were talking about it tonight. And he was all, you know, thank you, yes, smile, yes, because we're looking for money, and yes, yes, to the newsreader, who, in fairness, she did grill him a little bit, okay, particularly about, you know, the layoffs and the redundancies. Um, but anyway, as soon as the interview was finished, it was the weirdest thing I've ever seen. She went, thank you very much indeed for joining us, Kevin Backhurst, DG of RTE. And the camera didn't go off him, straight back to her. And he went from having, thank you, and a st- he froze, like real professional on telly, like a smiley face. To He thought the camera was off him and he put on this really angry looking face like, I hate you. Why did you ask me all those questions? You work for me. <laughs> so I, It was, oh, you could see it in his face. So if you get a chance, play it back. Mm. I, th- I thought it was really interesting. Anyway, as you will have heard today, Ortiz is getting a bailout. A whopping 16 million in the coming few weeks and a further 40 million euro to follow next year. Seems like an unusual way to reprimand the national broadcaster. Anyway, it's not all good news for RT. As Taoiseach Leo Bragg has said, the funding will be given as long as reforms are brought into place. I believe that when I see it. Leo Varadka, by the way, said public service broadcasting, local media and balanced news is more important than ever, particularly with the level of misinformation, disinformation and democracy under threat all over the democratic world. He says that. He has a cheek with some of the shite that comes out of RTE, in fairness, to be fair. I mean, there's a whole program tomorrow night dedicated to what it's going to be like in 50 years. Climate change. Mark Little and some other young one talking about climate change and how we're all going to die. I don't know. I mean, realistically, they don't have a crystal ball. They don't know what's going to happen in 50 years. It's like, you know, the end is nigh. Anyway, so, and nobody to challenge it. Absolutely nobody. Like, they won't have another expert on the show to say, well, look, this is all conjecture. It's a hypothesis. We don't know for sure if that's the case. No, this is the way it's going to happen. Anyway, that's, is that meant to be impartial and balanced? No, it's not. Anyway, I'm not going to go on about it because I'll just get myself all angry. So it's like when you were young and you were told you would get a new pair of shoes so long as you, you so long as you ate your dinner and you were nice to your sister. You, that, that's kind of what they're doing, isn't it? Okay, we'll give you the 46 or 56 million, okay? Just be nice to your sister. <laughs> and this comes as the broadcaster published its strategic vision, which includes, by the way, 400 redundancies. Now, he did say there'd be voluntary redundancy. He was asked the question, what happens if people don't volunteer? And he did say there would probably be around 150 people retiring. Anyway, those jobs won't be replaced. And he did say they did, in the last tranche of this, going back a few years ago, 200 people made application for redundancies. That at least still leaves you, but 100 people shy or so. So, realistically, I don't know. He said he didn't want to force redundancies on people, and he didn't want to have that conversation. Anyway... A number of services reduced and axing of some of the digital radio channels. They did mention Fair City, by the way, but he wouldn't be drawn into what's going on. He said over the next two days, they'd be looking at individual shows to maybe put them out to a, you know, a third-party production company or something like that. I mean, does anyone watch Fair City? I, I, mean, if you, I mean, I've been subjected to it once or twice, but have, has anyone ever watched it? You know, it's one of those shows you just, 
you know it's cheap. You don't you? You know, you just know that it's cheap. <laughs> you know, as my thanks, Jane. As my phone dings in the background, you just know it's cheap. You know when they close the door on the set and the whole wall shakes. You you just kind of know. Or the actors. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of them, I'm sure, are very good actors. You know. But some of them don't even belong in a cornflakes commercial. They really, you know what I mean, realistically. Anyway, what I want to know this evening is, how do you think the national broadcaster should reform? It's not going anywhere, and your money is funding it. So I would like to see it going to a worthy cause. I want to make sure that you believe your money is being spent well. More love, hate, more balance. I know, I know. Something more realistic, you say. Um, well, I don't know, kin, a little bit more kin or something like that, a bit more footy bit more news, get rid of this, get rid of that, bring on more of this. I mean, what do you think RTE should do to make it value for money? <laughs> the answer, petrol and a match, by the way, are not an answer in case you, you think it is. And I don't mean that in a literal sense. Um, this is your show, your say. Tell us your bright ideas. If it was up to you to reform RTE and save money, because that's what it has to do. It has to be viable. To save money, what would you do? Let us know. The number is 087-188-0008. And don't get personal. All right? Just don't mention Ray Darcy. <laughs> I'm, jo- I'm joking. <laughs> Let me go to John. John, how you doing? You're on Ireland's Classics Radio. Uh, hi, Niall. How are you? Good evening. Um, first thing you'll do is I'd have used the horse late, late, so. Good. Old, could you imagine that? I'd have them off the air yeah. in a week. <laughs> No, but like, I mean, um, there has to be wage cuts. Well, there there is going, allegedly, there's going to be wage cuts with a cap on salaries no, for presenters of 250,000. Like, there's no two ways about it. Like, there has to be wage cuts. 250 grand is even too much, if you ask me. I mean, yeah. the industry average for national radio, right? Now, unfortunately, we only have two national radio stations, which is Today FM and News Talk, right? But the yeah. industry standard for national radio is somewhere between 120 and 200, depending on how good you are. So there's no one getting 250,000. So I don't know where they're getting that figure from. Um, so, um, but I believe it has to reflect uh, I believe it has to reflect the times that we're in as well, eh? You know, I, I think that there's, um, I'd like to see more uh, homegrown shows made. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you were on about Kin a while ago. Now, what has been confirmed that they're after that there's a tour series in production. Yeah. Maybe possibly a fourth. Um, I'd like to see more League of Ireland matches being shown. The only, um, the only thing I will say, John, is all that costs money and yeah, is in so, this part of the problem now. Well, it is like what I mean, like when you were a broadcaster for um, who were losing something like 53 million a year, uh, a couple of years back every single year. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there has to be there has to be wage cuts, like, because as you said yourself, like, you look at the production costs and everything, like, mm-hmm. like for example, the, the Champions League games that they show on Tuesday night, um. Most of the the commentary for the games is actually done in Dublin, and they get to feed in from the uh, BT Sport. Yeah. 
So I think I think they have a lot of people doing the job of few. Uh, and yeah. like to give you an example, um, you know, we when we were I used to do the daytime show, as you know, here as well. And between mm. three of us, we did the two shows each day. There was myself and Mike and Helena at the time. And we were doing the, yeah. the, the two shows, which was basically five hours of broadcasting between th- and three. There was yeah. three of us. You know, the same, yeah. say, we take the Joe Duffy show, which is an hour and 15 minutes long. And yeah. it's a caller based show. So it doesn't involve getting too many people on. It just involves, you know, deciding what you're going to talk about. Mm. And they've like, I don't know, 10 people working on it. Yeah. Like, that's true. ridiculous. Isn't, it's unnecessary. But like, but here's the thing, like you just mentioned the show you used to do in the afternoon, which in my opinion was the best show in the country. Ah, uh, thanks very much. But at the same time, like you, like you don't have the advantage of revenue, like. No. You don't have the advantage, and that's, I, I can I can understand why other stations around, around Ireland have, in, in in the past couple of years, had a dig at Orkney. It's understandable, but I do believe that there has to be wage cuts, because if, 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 if any company is losing money, you have to have wage cuts to sustain it. Well, wait, well, wage cuts, I always believe, unless people are being paid ridiculous money, you know, wage cuts should be a last resort, as in, unless they're being paid ridiculous money, which they are in RTE. Um, yes. There should be other ways of looking to save money. And I could, th- I could think of a million ways that RTE could save money, yeah. but I'm not in charge going, of RTE. Yeah, going back about 10 years ago, I was at an event um, outside the, the city hall, and I spoke to one of the cameramen uh, who was actually there from RTE, and they were actually telling me like the, the amount the little money that they're getting, like and I was stunned. You know? Yeah. That the cameraman on RTE wouldn't really be on that whole lot of money. Like they wouldn't have been on the right top of the level kind of money. No. Or Pat Henning wouldn't have been the boss there. Like but I do believe like anyone who's on we say sixty, seventy thousand euro a year, I don't think should be given a wage. I don't think should be given a wage cut. No, but I think if you're on four hundred odd thousand a year, then absolutely, yeah. Because Pat Kenny, I think, was the highest ever paid person in RTE. At one point, yeah. It, well, it, what was it? Nine? Yeah, it was nine hundred and something thousand, wasn't it? At one stage. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you see, I yep. just, I, like, I mean, for example, my mother watches the late late show a lot, right? I don't watch it. I might watch it sometimes. Depending on what gets they have, like if they had, well, I'm not going to mention the man's name because you hate him from Dublin. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> Who? Um, Who? Conor McGregor. Oh, I don't hate um, the man. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't admire his lifestyle. I don't hate anybody really. Well, one or two. Like I, I was watching an interview there going back a few weeks back when Carl Frampton was on, mm. and it's a very engaging interview. He spoke about his background. Like, you know, living in the loyalist community and yeah. how we grew up, like, you know, with Catholic friends. And it's interviews like that I don't mind because I do think um, uh, Patrick Kilty is, is a good interviewer. I think he, you know, he'll always conversation to take part. Mm. I just never really like went totally because I think probably came across as being very smug. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think Tuberty was too bad. I don't think he was the worst. I mean, I know people. Some people didn't like him, but I, I don't think he was the worst. I mean, I thought, he, I thought where he really shone was the toy show. I thought he was brilliant at it, um, and he could really relate to the children and everything else. He's a bit of a, I suppose, um, well, a Peter Pan, I suppose, kind of character. Anyway, you know. Mm. But yeah, no, I thought he. I, I mean, I don't think he was the worst. 
I think Pat Kenny was probably the worst in the Late Late Show because he was too straight. And don't get me wrong, I think Pat is an yeah. excellent broadcaster, but just Brilliant. the Late Late Show didn't suit him. Because he doesn't do entertainment well. No, he doesn't. He does straight talking um, using current affairs. Yeah. But to me, the best, I would say the best sport broadcaster I've ever seen is Bill Harley. Yeah, great. But I mean, I the, but the bottom of is they tend to make programs around celebrities. So they, they think of somebody and they go, oh, what about him or her? Let's make a program to suit them rather than the other way around. They're making a good, deciding on a good program and saying, okay, who are we going to get? To? Who's the best person for that job? For example, I, you know, those two Johnny lads, I now no harm to them. I just don't understand the popularity of them because I don't find them funny. I just, they're just uh, to me, they're just yeah. not funny. And they have a TV show now. Yeah. And I, I dipped into yeah. it for 10 minutes one night just to see. And I swear to God, I didn't even crack a smile. It's And, and yeah. it, got, it got slated in the uh, the ratings, I believe, are really bad. It got slated in the papers. It was awful. Awful. I, wa- I watched one episode, episode of it. Like it's, it's all kind of PC, like politically correct kind of jokes. And yeah. I didn't get I didn't get anything of what they were saying was funny. No, I, no oh, it, it, they, they were trying They're trying to copy the Chris Evans-style show from Channel 4 many, many, many years ago, which was called The Late Late Breakfast Show or something similar to that. Or, Chris Evans was, yeah. was once was, was, was in a late Oh, no, it wasn't The Late Breakfast Show. What was the Chris Evans show called? Uh, Thank God It's Friday or something it's big, Friday. I think it was The Big Breakfast, wasn't it? Was it the, with Kelly Brooks. Yeah, it was on the afternoon on a Friday or something like that. And, and they're trying to copy that kind of format. But... The two Johnnies, I mean, I don't, their podcast is okay, I believe. But, I mean, I just don't find them funny or entertaining. They're not TV personalities. I, I don't get it. I, I don't get the popularity. I mean, that's beside the point. I don't want to focus on one individual show or one individual thing. But there are many things they could do to, to cut costs in RTE. And, John, you don't believe they're doing it. No. I, I think that you have to cut across accordingly because like you have to be sustainable in the long run. Like, you know, yeah. if a station is losing money, there has to be, there has to be weight cuts. Yeah, but, well, me- media is changing. I mean, the world is changing. The way we operate television and radio and media in general is changing, and you have to change with the times. And I don't believe RTE are doing that. Stay there for a second, John. Let me go to Dave. Dave, hi, how are you? What's crack? What's crack, Dave? Um, I don't know whether you watched Kevin Backhurst and RTE tonight on the news, ironically enough. Uh, station. I, I, I didn't know... I thought the face no. he made at the end. Somebody, by the way, says, no, that face he made at the end, that's his normal face. And I went, oh, okay. <laughs> he yeah. just, I hear, was it kind of like that face you make at your child when they embarrass you in front of someone? It's you know, that, that kind yeah, of face. He went yeah, from a kind of... smiling at them. Yeah. 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 yeah, you're smiling at them, and then the person looks away, and you look at your kid, and you bury your teeth, and you're like, you're fucking dead. <laughs> yeah, it was, something, yeah. it was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. He didn't realize the camera was still on him. acquainted with that look. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the other thing is, okay, back to RTE. Do you think they're doing enough to save money? Well, so I'm trying to think of something more eloquent than just saying, call them a shower of bastards, to be honest. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't normally get mad when I hear stuff like this, uh, you know, because I think we've all been kind of become kind of apathetic when it comes to hearing how money is squandered in this country. But I actually genuinely got under my skin when I heard it and I looked it up. Like, you know, they're like, oh, we're hemorrhaging money. We're hemorrhaging money. Look at how we're pissing taxpayers' money up against the wall. What are we going to do? I know, lads. We'll give them a shitload more money. Like, do you know? It's, 50, it's, it's, 56 million they're going to give them. That's fucking infuriating. Like, I know kids that need to be seen by cams. I know people who, 
need healthcare done. And yet, no, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do, Les. We're not going to help you out. We're going to give RC money so Ray Darcy can finally afford that solid gold title seat that he's always wanted. <laughs> you know, genuinely, like, it's, it's, kind, it's kind of it's taking a piss now at this point. It really is. You well, know, well, they like did they, say they're going to cut broadcasters' wages to two hundred and fifty thousand. Now, oh, now they can now they can only oh, do that. Now, you know what I mean. They oh, can the only cra- do that once their contract ends. Yeah. Oh, the poor crazy! They, they can only earn up to a quarter of a million a year. But plus Jesus, expen- plus how expenses. How how are oh, plus expense? Uh, how are they? How are they going to survive? Sad. Jesus Christ! You're going you're going to see the likes of you know. Um, Joe Duffy and Ray, and they're all going to be sitting out there on a common street with their cups in their hands for. <laughs> Fuck sake, would you stop? Jesus Christ, I'm like, who makes up these rules? Honestly, like. But, you know, know okay, now let me, I'm I'm just playing the devil's advocate here, okay? Oh, you know, piss the look. Okay, it's a really tough one to be impartial on, I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, this should should be good. (laughs) But if you, I mean, if you look at the BBC or ITV or Channel 4 or any of the big TV stations in the UK, presenters are paid a pretty good wedge. It's a good paying job. Okay, but I will counter that with first of all, um, you know, the license fee, you know, the license fee in England, I think, is mandatory to pay, isn't it? Well, it's mandatory to pay here or too, but people are not paying yeah, anymore. Right. They, they also have a way higher population than us. And look at the quality of programming they uh, they put out, okay? And it, they, they didn't do it overnight. Some of the best science fiction I've ever seen came from the BBC, you know, from BBC shows. They used to have a show years ago called Horizon. It was a science show. Remember, One yep. of the best science shows I ever said. Um, Remember they used to do Stargazing Live with uh, Brian Cox and yeah. um, what's his name? Pat, the Irish it was, comedian. Well, it was Patrick Moore before Brian Cox. But well, sorry, what, what? Uh, well, Patrick, yeah, Patrick Moore did the Sky Night, one of the yeah. best science shows television has ever seen, and it was a crusty old man with a monocle sitting in the chair saying, "Lads, look at the night sky. Look at that planet. Isn't that planet lovely? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So, like the quality, the quality was there. You know what I mean before the before the before the money was. Do you, do you get me? Like, the talent was there. They weren't just, like, throwing millions against the wall. Like, it wasn't like, you know, Patrick Moore sitting in the chair and, like, CGI behind him flying through the galaxy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the event, like, like some of my some of my all-time favorite movies and TV shows are, like, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s science fiction. And the... the I, I used to love like Tomorrow's World, effect. actually. Tomorrow's World on BBC was excellent. Again, another... I, I grew up watching that shit. I, I love that kind of stuff because they were able to tap into people's imagination. You know what I mean? That that little spark that human beings have that makes us wonder, hmm, what else is out there? You know what I mean? Yeah. They were able to tap into that. They weren't just like, you know, look at all this like CG stuff. Like Doctor Who. Doctor Who, hands down, one of the greatest shows on television. I'll fight anybody who says otherwise. Look at the early Doctor Who. Look at how woeful the special effects were. But it wasn't the special effects that got people. Exterminate. Exterminate. Yeah, Yeah, the Daleks. Like, you know, one one of the most terrifying alien creatures you've ever seen on TV. And one of their appendages is a fucking plunger. (laughs) Do you know? Yeah. Do you know? Like, you see, RT, they've been been suckling at the teeth of the state for, for so long that, like, all the talent has left the country. Like, I remember it was a, it would have been like a Monday or Tuesday night. Do you know what I mean? And like, RT2 used to be brilliant. You had the panel, you had the naked camera, um, you had Podge and Raj. You know, Podge and Raj, it was a 10 minute show with two puppets, you know, Scare Pay Time, one of the best shows they ever produced. The Den was absolutely fantastic. You know, like, there's a lot of talent 
contained within this country. Like there's a, there's a, an animation studio in Kilkenny. They're one of the few, I think they're probably nearly the only studio nowadays that still do like the hand-drawn 2D animation. That's an untapped resource. Like you have to realize, like Americans in particular, right? There's a lot of other countries around the world that are, you know, mad about like Irish history, you know, mythology, fairy tales, all that kind of stuff. We could be selling that stuff abroad and they would be lapping it up. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. We could be making documentaries about Irish history. You could be doing stuff like, you know, Irish TV travel shows, places in Ireland you don't, you know, there's, there's a lot contained within this country. There's a lot of great stories historical stories, you know, like I said, like... Yeah, no, I know, I, I, I wish, and what you're telling me here is, is very true. <laughs> they need to look from the bottom right back up to the top again and start reproducing programs, good programming, get somebody in who knows what good programming is. We're, we, we have no problem uh, doing the old paddy whackery thing and selling ourselves to the Yanks every summer with our iron jumpers and, yeah. you know, come down here and uh, pay me a tenner and I'll show you a leprechaun cross. <laughs> why can't we monetize this? No, but genuinely, why can't we monetize on that? You yeah. know what I mean? Start selling it to people. You know, like... Okay, so well, how are they? Well, okay, how are they going to save money without the, them going with cap in hand to government every year? I'm going to throw a few ideas out there, okay? Firstly, 2FM needs to go. It needs to be privatized, sold off. Bear or somebody yeah. will buy it, or Virgin or somebody will buy the bloody thing, right? The 2FM was originally open because at the time, all we had was RT Radio 1. There were no other radio stations in Ireland apart from pirate radio stations. So it was open to service a youth market. There are now numerous radio stations, including iRadio, Spin Radio, all those radio stations all over the country who are now licensed to tap into that market. And it's unnecessary. It's not public service. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to really annoy people now and say Lyric FM. Lyric FM, of course, is classical music and easy listening music for an older demograph. I'm pretty sure there is somebody out there in the private market will happily take it, make a few quid out of it every year. They've got a small market share, but enough to make a, bit, a few bit of money out of. You know, there's they're, they're getting rid of all the DAB stations, which is good because DAB never worked in Ireland, never took off. The RTE Gold, Digital, all that kind of stuff didn't work. So that was a complete that? way. Uh, there you go. You don't even know what it is. Most Irish people have no idea how to even listen to RTE Gold or how to listen to RTE Junior or RTE, what's the other digital dancey one they have, Transy Wancy, or I don't know what it is. Nobody I'm listens trendy. to it. So there's, there's DJs on it. There's people being paid to work on these stations and nobody's actually listening to them. Now, as far as I know, they're getting rid of all those anyway. That's fine. So they get nobody listens to them anyway. Very few people. So you can't have radio that nobody's listening to unless it's public service, like Radio Nagel took. Not very many people yeah, listen it, to it, but it is public service. Yeah, but if you look at like we take the BBC for an example again, right? The BBC World Service. I uh, like I, I consider myself a bit of an audio junkie, and I love the BBC uh, World Service. They do everything from comedy, makes money, to documentaries to podcasts. Yeah, no, they do, but they put out quality programming. You but, know, but it's like making it's still, money, it's sustainable, and it makes money. That's the whole yeah. point. I mean, the BBC have been making money for years. The biggest money makers in the BBC, but well, the biggest money maker ever in the BBC, do you know what it was? Uh, Blue Peter. Life on Earth, David Attenborough. Second biggest money maker they ever had was Top Gear. Um, after that, but, I don't know whether they sold Blue Peter around the world, but they sold those other two shows around the world, and they made, hmm. they've made billions out of them because and it's again, DVDs Doc, and VDs. Doctor Who probably makes them a lot of money because probably. that's gone... That's that's in America as well. You BBC America. See what I mean? BBC America. 
why can't we have RT email? I don't know what to make a bollocks with anyway. <laughs> no, honestly, what, no, but, but they do. Like, this country, and I, I, don't wrong, I love where I live. I would never live anywhere else. I genuinely would. But one thing that pisses, the, pisses me off big time is we reward ineptitude in this country. Do you know what I mean? Yep. It's like me coming home uh, from the shop and saying, um, Killian, why is the house on fire? I, do you know what? Don't worry about it. Here's a PS5. <laughs> you know, like they, what they need to be, they need to be cut off. Just, just cut them off. Just, you're not getting any more money. You have to stand on your own two feet. And if you don't stand on your own two feet, let the whole thing collapse and we'll rebuild it from the ground up. Like, is it really going to be that much of a detriment to the country if RT falls? You know, get rid of the nepotism as well, because it's the same. Well, I, I think it would be sad to see RT fold. I don't want to see that happening either. You know what I mean? No, but yeah, but see, yeah, but see, here's the thing, though, right? When your feet are held to the fire, you're gonna be like, "Oh shit, lads, we we better do something here, or we're out of a job." Well, okay, well, well, that, well, hang on, Dave, stay there for just for a second. Let me go to Neve as well. Neve, hi, how are you doing? Hi, and I love you. Two Elf is having a rant in a bar. That, <laughs> myself and Dave, that could be a show in itself. Hey, I'm the two Johnnies. Oh, well, it'd be better than the two Johnnies. Did you have you watched <laughs> that program? The two Johnnies. And no, I've 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 been lucky enough to avoid it purposely. I just saw ten minutes of it. It happened. I was switching through channels, and there it appeared in the screen. And I stopped it. And I'll give this ten minutes to see. It was. I don't know where I'm going to get that ten minutes back again in my life, but it was absolutely no, awful. But it, look, it's fair play to the lads. They're doing well. You know, I. I've, they're two boys. They're two boys from Tiff. Yeah. No. No. Well. No. No. I'm saying that, Dave. Well done to them, and fair play to them. Yeah. I just don't find them funny. Right. That's just me. No. no it's, it's, not my bag. No, it's a quiet taste. Rela- no, what what it is is they're they're relatable. Like the two Johnnies are like they're like two lads you meet down the pub that you get a bit of crap out. That's that's why people like them. Right. Okay. Do you, actually, do, do you know how they save RT? Give Blind by Bolt Club his own TV show. Oh no! Oh, a fellow with a plastic bag on his head. He'd have him to laugh. Oh, tell you, no, actually, no. Like, you need no. to listen to him. Listen to him talking. Yeah, but that's not his real accent, by the way. You do know that. He doesn't actually. He doesn't too. actually talk like that in real life. I just said. I just said that to get a rise out of you and I. I know you did, Dave. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Dave. I actually thought I. I thought he was very good. Ah, we just stopped. Um, no, no, no. When he talks about depression and stuff, he's actually when he's not messing, and he's being serious. He's a very interesting guy to listen to. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Sorry. I will. Let's let's move on to <laughs> from Blind Boy. I I just can't take a man seriously who has a plastic bag on his head, a JC's supermarket <laughs> bag on his head. Uh, sorry, Neve. How do we solve the problem of giving RTE fifty-six million of taxpayers' money? Tell them to stop with the bloody repetition. If you listen to, because I'm old now, I've migrated over to RTE One, <coughs> right? Yeah. You listen to RTE One. So you start at seven o'clock. You've got Morning Ireland. They talk about the news. Then you've got that stupid filler error that Ryan Tuberty used to do that nobody seems to want, and they, that's just a that's just a book launching session. And then you have um, Claire Byrne talking about what they talked about in Morning Ireland. And then you have Joe Duffy with people coming on giving out about what Claire Byrne and Morning Ireland talked about. <laughs> Until you get to that second Ray Darcy in the afternoon, What's it's that? all the same crap. What's that all about? They're all talking the same stuff. So Morning Ireland talk about the state of the nation. Claire Byrne brings on people to talk about the state of the nation. And Joe Dovey brings on people to give out about the state of the nation. <laughs> <laughs> it's total repetition. <laughs> it's just 
We need to go meet her on TV show. <laughs> yeah, we get, we get <laughs> me, get me was a guest on the Late Late Show. <laughs> no, this is why I would never be let on Gogglebox. <laughs> wouldn't let me on. And then, like, and then, hold on, you, you mentioned the Ray Darcy show, which is just flung in the middle there, right? Because there's another news show on after, which is Drive Time on after yeah. the Ray Darcy show, right? Who, who give out about Ray Darcy? Yeah, <laughs> what? What is the Ray Darcy show actually about? He, he talks awkwardly for 10 minutes at the start about something that means nothing. Then he does this really awkward quiz. And uh, later on, yeah, and it's yeah. kind of, do, do you want the five-second clip or the four-second clip? <laughs> it's kind of like, oh, oh my it's God. Like, he's like a male version of Where in the World of Teresa Lowe years ago. <laughs> Please stop, Radio, shut up. No, right, so here's I the mean, thing, but how do you it? save money, Neve? How do we, do we get rid of all of that? Well, you could, you could get rid of one of them. I mean, Claire Burns costing them a blooming fortune. The only time she saved the money was on a taxi when she was in her shed. <laughs> but but, you know, but she is good. She is good. Yes, isn't but she? she's just talking about the same stuff. Like, we've all heard the news. So you normally get a politician on the news, and she'll get the same lad on to repeat himself. Yeah. Because she wants to have a go. So it's just, it's a lot of repetition. So perhaps they could save, not necessarily save money, but more people might pay if they actually had something decent on. Like there used to be better stuff on. Like even like what Dave was saying back in the day, like when we were growing up, and we had Zig and Zag and we had the Den. Now I know it was supposed to be for kids, but we all watched it. Mm. Then you had Pat and Rog, they were funny. Network 2 or RT2 or whatever they're blooming calling it now, it's just shite. It's all, it's either Australian soaps or it's some weird movie that you probably aren't going to watch. Or it's one of these, these, these new things they're doing, these shorts, which is all very woke. Right. I haven't so watched like, it. I don't, I've never watched yeah. 2FM. Can't say I've ever watched it. Or not 2FM, no, what's it called? RT2. Never RT2. But it's all, it's all, RT2 is like the woke version of RT1. Right, it's like it's woke So if sister. you don't want to watch, if you don't want to watch a week from the Power Championships or Down on the Farm, <laughs> which they did for a week, which right. is great, but it only, they're very, they're, they're very insular. They they tend to appeal to one group of people. Okay, so let's, by the way, sorry for interrupting you both, right, Dave and Neve, and before I come to Ross and Jude, we haven't yeah. mentioned the elephant in the room yet. What's that? Dave. Well, the elephant in the room. We haven't mentioned it once. Elephant. What, what elephant? <laughs> what elephant? Fair is that? Is that? Didn't he fail fat joke? Fat joke. It's up yours if it is. No, no. Fair city. Oh, fair <laughs> city. Fair, <laughs> fair oh. city. That's not a the elephant city? in the room. That's that's the fucking dead <laughs> elephant in the room. <laughs> fair Even city. The good actors. Fair city look embarrassed. Like Keith Duffy. They I think Keith Duffy. On Coronation Street, and he was a good actor. Then he went to Fair City, and you're like, "Listen, I look. I mean, he's not the worst. Of he's a, he's a fierce nice fella, Do you know." But then he goes to Fair City, and you see him acting, and you're like, "Did, did somebody like shoot him with a tranquilizer dart before they started recording him?" Or, do you know, Fair City's I mean, Fair City's big big storyline was you won in a box for a year. <laughs> who is it? Who is in a box? They put, was it Lucy? Lucy in a box. She was kidnapped. <laughs> and they put her in a box. The box was two minutes away from Dolores, who was in her second house. And she was locked in there for a year. And they let that storyline run on for a year. A year? How can you hide someone in a box for a year? 
I was shuddering in the box. I, she was in like a room, I, but it was like it was shaped like a box. It was very small. I, and she was I would rather be. I'd rather be locked in a box for years than have to watch that utter dribble. Like, like, we're also forgetting, right? Like, this is like the same like station company, whatever you want to call them, that gave us Glen Row. That gave the nation, you know, the the catchphrase, "Oh, holy God," says Miley, <laughs> yeah. and yet it's descended to Fair City. Do you know? I mean, even the catchphrase makes puke. But I mean, I, what I don't understand is why Fair City is so bad when you compare it to the previous things that we've done. Like you mentioned Glenrow, okay? For its time, you know, it was good. It was grand. It was popular. So how do we go from that to something that's really crass and cheap and when they close the door, the whole set shakes and all, you know what I mean? Because it's a gravy train. Because it's like if you're the minister for health, it doesn't matter if you do a piss poor job, you're still getting paid. Say, well, well, okay, stay there, both of you. Let me go to Ross. Let's come to Jude as well. Ross, hi. How are you? Smile. How are things? Good, Ross. Nice to talk to you. A long time since I was on. It is. Been a while, Ross. You've been hanging. What's the story? Where's Aoife? Ah, she's out there. She is. Oh, I thought you were going to say it was all off or something. Anyway, go on. Ah, no, no, no. She's, no, she's still hanging in there, Noel. Okay. Hanging in there. Ross, how do you feel about 56 million of your taxpayers' money going to RTE? I think it's absolutely fucking ridiculous. I didn't think Ridic- I was going to find someone to agree with us tonight, mind you, but go on. No, no, not a hope. Like, let's be honest about it, right? Like, can you save RT? I don't think you can. Like, it's been, for as far as I know, anyway, for the last number of years, anyone that, even before the whole scandal came out, anyone I've ever talked to, like, you know, will always say there's never anything on it. It's always shy. Or you might get the odd show here and there that's good. People might, but people I know anyway might be Yeah, but that would, be or, un- that would be unfair to say because it's not always shite. You know what I mean? Well, late, lately, since the scandal, what I've noticed anyway, if you go on to RTE and you go on to A to Z listeners and you're looking for a certain program, nine times out of ten, nearly every second program you go by has Patrick Keeley's face on it. <laughs> <laughs> that, it's not the worst looking face in the world, is it really? You know? Well, no, no, but it just goes to show you they're running out of people to employ. <laughs> Pretty good. <laughs> That's the way I fucking see it. You know, like there was people there with the whole scandal and everything else, there was people who actually walked away from Noel Kelly's agency when nothing was going to come out about them at all. I'm yeah. not going to say any names, but there was a certain few who decided to just. You know, walk away. <laughs> we get out when the going's good, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah. Saving their own career, mm. you know. It's like I haven't seen Pete Duffy on anything, you know, in a long time. He's tried to, he basically tried to keep himself relatable by setting up boys like with Brian McFadden, another fucking pipeline dream. I think. <laughs> Have you seen those two singing on stage? Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'd rather watch Prince Royce. Have oh. you? Seen, it's like two drunk young fellas in a pub. <laughs> oh my god It's like karaoke night In fucking Bell Medina That's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> It's fucking Jesus and, and to be honest with you Actually Duffy's Fire company I deal with that On a daily basis And to be honest He's quite good at that So maybe you should just Stick with that To be yeah. honest I've bought tyres From Thailand a few times By the way They're good value By the way Can I point out And I love ringing If you ring Thailand You always get the answer machine how are you, buddies? Keep Duffy here. How are you, buddies? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll, give you, I'll give you a gas one, right? Here's, here's a hilarious one. And I was in work one day. We got a briefing every morning in work. And uh, the, the manager was out there basically saying, now, lads, everybody kind of be on the ball today. There'll be someone really famous coming in. And we're like, who? 
Oh, we can't say. Turns out it was Keith Duffy, right? <laughs> and, uh, I, 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 you were on about that was really famous. We're all going to be flocking to. Uh, yeah, but uh, you're totally fucking wrong there. Right? Not one person went near the man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I know he he owns Tarda, but anyway, getting back to RTE, is there? So you say there's no hope for it at all, Ross? I don't. I don't think so. In my own personal opinion, I think that. But that would be sad because I mean, look, they do have some good programming. I mean, we. I mean, it's all easy for us. It's easy for us all to have a laugh and slag them off and everything else, right? But like, primetime investigates have really exposed a lot of bad stuff over the last twenty years Absolutely. that we wouldn't have known about. You know. Absolutely. Yeah, Brian Dobson's a good newsreader as well. You know, and I, I, I'm not too au fait with the rest of them. I don't even know their names, to be honest, because I don't watch the news in RT very much these days. Brian was Dobbo was he was great. You know what I mean? Um, what else is good about RTA? Oh, sport. If you're, I'm not into sport, but I believe people who are yeah. into sport, you know, they've they've good sports coverage, live coverage, it's he- events. Heavily invested in the gas section of it, definitely, Noel, a hundred percent. Yeah, but, that, but that's what I'm saying. So, I mean, that's public service. You're not going to get classic hits doing that because we couldn't afford to do it. So, what I'm no. saying is, you know, there has to be money invested to do that kind of stuff. Yeah, but if they like, if these you know, num- like small minority of things over everything else that they broadcast is the only thing keeping it alive. You're basically fucking, you're throwing money at something that, as long as it's going to last, is the question that you say to yourself. You know what I mean? But see, like, you, you got to understand the landscape else, has changed. Evil. The landscape has changed drastically over the last, particularly the last five years, you know, with all the new subscription services like Netflix and everything else. And television stations have to move with the times. RTE is not moving with the times. You know, you can easily bring out different programming or different program and make it subscription or whatever it is to make a bit of extra money on the side. Or or they could do, there's a lot of stuff they could do. And logically, no, like you had said earlier on when about, you know, the three of you had basically, you know, broadcasted a five hour show every single day. And RTE have, 10 people over for a one hour show. Joe Duffy's show. I don't know how Joe Duffy even still has a show, is beyond me. But anyway, good afternoon, and welcome to the Light Line. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, how are you, Agnes? He always starts the same way. So, good afternoon, and welcome to the Live Line. Mary, you're in a taxi, what happens to you? <laughs> like that, like you were saying, now, right? There's no need for to have that like job on, on that one show. And I know it was something that was suggested or it was speculation, something that was brought out a couple of months back that RTA may become a subscription based service. But mm. logically, I think that's probably the road they're better off going down. Okay, we'll, we'll stay there for a second. Let me just get Jude in before the break. Hey, Jude. Sorry, Jude. Hey, Noel. Hey, Jude. Nice <laughs> to talk to you. Jude. Good. Um, Go ahead. I would gladly pay twice the license fee, three times it, if they just got rid of fairly shitty. Would I you? would be glad knowing that at least license fees money isn't going to that cheap, vapid, vacuous shit. Okay, I get, you, I get, the, I get the point. You hate it. Okay. And, they, and to get rid of staff, what they should do is get rid of the cast of that because they're posing as actors. They're not even real actors. Uh, some of them are good cast. actors. It's just a, maybe not no, a good show. No, they're not. Please, they're not. But they should, and I think that's one way of clearing some of their finances, is to just get rid of fairly shitty. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, Look, I, I, my you, wife is, she watches it, My she? wife is a really, okay. in, yeah, she's a really intelligent woman. But when I see her watching that, sometimes I question our relationship, <laughs> because she's an intelligent woman. <laughs> you do start to question your relationship together when you see her watching it, is it? 
could she watch this? Like, oh, I just don't get it. And it's just so vacuous. But you know, people, like, yeah, there are people who watch us. You know what I mean? And are I know. Hooked, and some are people hooked. are easily pleased. Yeah. yeah some people, they're, they're willing to accept, you know, mediocrity. They yeah. are. They're willing to accept it. But I just think it is absolute. But that's one way of just clearing the decks of some of that's dead weight and finances. Now, I don't know, I don't have the figures to hand, whether it pays for itself, i.e. the advertising that runs around it. I doubt it does. Unlike, say, Coronation Street or EastEnders, which probably do pay for themselves. And, and they're pretty syndicated around the world. Like, well, well, they are. Well, they are syndicated. Those. Yeah, you wouldn't be syndicating Fair City. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't even expect people to even accept it. <laughs> <laughs> but in saying that, I do, I, I, I've dipped into Fair City and I've watched it for 10 minutes here, 10 minutes there, just to see, actually to see how bad it can get. And, you know, when you look at the difference between that and Coronation Street, there's a massive difference in the quality of the programmes and the storylines well, and city, everything. There's a... With Fairly City, there's the barrel is so far scraped. There's nothing left to scrape. I wouldn't even say there's a bottom left of the barrel. It's been scraped that much. Is there anything else in RTE that you would believe we should change to save money? Yes, um, more quality programs. The repeats. They're yeah. constantly doing repeats. You look at them on your TV scheduling. That lady there and Eve said it. There's nothing new. It's all constantly repeats. And then the standard of the people presenting some of the programmes that they don't repeat are absolutely brutal. Now, their news coverage is very good. Mm. It is. I will give them that. Okay. Well, it depends but, on what you want from a news station. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. But um, it's just the quality of service, no syndication. That's uh, Neve and the other gentleman there who's a Sky Boy fan. They should be actually put on, on as directors of RT because most of their points actually are absolutely brilliant points. A boy's own fan. I don't think Ross is a boy's own fan. But, yeah, he was talking about Boy's Life, which is Keith Duffy and that other fella. Mac Fadden. Now, now, real people, real opinions. Nighttime Talk with Niall Boylan. Ireland's classic hits radio.